Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. It is the Chris and Amy show on KMOX. We are happy you are with us today on this uh, Monday post-Super Bowl. We will mm-hmm. continue to hear from you, 314-944-1120, if you want to leave us a voicemail. We're going to uh, shift things up just a little bit here. And we go to the Quiver River Electric guest line this morning. And Josh Krausar is a is he is the editor-in-chief of the Jewish Insider. You've probably heard him on Fox News Radio as well as a political analyst, and he joins us on the Quiver River Electric guest line this morning. Josh, we appreciate you being here today. How are you? Good. Great to be with you. It's great to have you. And you were tweeting over the weekend about some recent polling mm-hmm. that shows our representative here in the city of St. Louis, who is a, a Missouri uh, representative in the House, um, Corey Bush, who is struggling in the polls. She is running against Wesley Bell, who right now is the county prosecutor, who is also popular in the area. And right now she's she's losing to him by a significant margin. And you were, were talking about why you think that is. Yeah, so, I mean, thanks for having me, first of all. Uh, but this is uh, about as fascinating a political poll as I've seen in quite some time. You don't always have, like, major surprises when you, when you look at political polling data, but this is one that really, really caught my eye. And, look, I, I, I think, well, why is she polling so poorly? I think there's a confluence of, of factors. Uh, number one is, I think, most obviously, her the criminal investigation behind money that she has allegedly used from her uh, campaign account for personal security uh, measures, including hiring her, I guess, now husband and and that arrangement uh, being investigated. There's sort of a shadow, an ethically, ethically, a sense of, you know, a lawmaker being ethically embattled, a shadow about her, her propriety of how she handled things uh, hanging over her. So that, that certainly had an impact. It's been covered extensively uh, on the news in, in the St. Louis area. Um, you know, number two is that she's well to the the hard left on on policy. Uh, we've covered extensively her, her positions on, on Israel at Jewish Insider, but you know she was one of the most outspoken lawmakers in Congress in the last couple of years, calling on uh, defunding the police, which is not only an unpopular position across uh, her district, but it's also one that kind of shows her as a hypocrite, given that she's mm-hmm. obviously been spending a lot of money on her maybe illegally on her personal finances for personal security. Um, and she's calling on communities to not spend as much money to protect, protect themselves on, you know, when it comes to the police. Um, so there, there's that. And then there's the fact that she has a very talented or at least, a, you know, an impressive up and coming challenger in the primary and Wesley Bell, who is the St. Louis County prosecutor, as you well know, uh, he's someone who's you know, on many issues, a progressive, uh, but on uh, defund the police on, on, um, you know, on the issue of Israel, he is much more in the Democratic mainstream. And uh, he also is African-American. So there are a lot of voters of all ideological stripes, of all backgrounds, that actually view Wesley Bell as a less 
uh, tainted, less less crazy version of uh, you know of, of Cory Bush that will vote the same way on many things, but doesn't have the radical tinge that that Bush brings to the table. Yeah, I think that is one thing with Cori Bush. I mean, her victory over the incumbent Lacey Clay, who had been there forever and his family, a big name in Missouri in the St. Louis area. She defeats him as an up and comer. But she it, while Wesley Bell is a progressive, she is so far left that she makes him look pretty moderate by comparison. And her she seems out of touch with her constituents. You mentioned defund the police. She also wanted to defend the Pentagon, but Boeing is in her district. I mean, those uh, the people she represents are many Boeing workers, and also in the St. Louis area within her district uh, is the largest Jewish population and community in the area, all within her district as well. So she just seems to be out of touch. And as you mentioned, Wesley Bell is... Uh, very popular, gaining popularity, and seems to be a more moderate alternative, relatively speaking. Yeah, relatively speaking to, to, to that district. And one other little tidbit that, that I'm sure your your listeners know about it, but the, 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 the state of Missouri drew the lines differently between uh, 2020 and 2022. And what you the, the, the district where Bush originally won in when she un- unseated Congressman Jefferson or uh, uh, Congressman, yeah. Congressman, uh, the Congressman Clay, I'm sorry, um, what was mostly the city of St. Louis, whereas mm-hmm. the new district includes uh, more of the suburbs. It's a little more moderate, a little less less uh, predisposed to these sort of left wing candidates. So that that redraw certainly helps someone like Wesley Bell. And if you look at the poll, you look at the the. the the, the cross tabs of the poll, uh, Bell's strength is, you know, the, the, the precincts outside the city and in the, into the suburbs of St. Louis County. Visiting with Josh, uh, Josh Krausauer, who is with the Jewish Insider, editor-in-chief. Also, you've heard him on Fox News Radio. I uh, wanted to ask you about President Biden's uh, handling of the conflict that is ongoing with Israel, uh, Israel inside Gaza. And there was a report today that privately he has referred to uh, Benjamin Netanyahu as an a-hole, um, but he used the, the actual word. As we sit here today, as that conflict is ongoing, what are your thoughts on, on how he has handled it? So big picture, I, I think, especially given the trends in the Democratic Party that you have the you know, the squad members like Cory Bush and you have some left-wing activist lawmakers in the party, you know, he's been a pretty stalwart supporter of Israel and, and the fact that they're still uh, continuing to fight Hamas, trying to win the war, trying to do what it takes to to to, to defeat them militarily, I think is a sign of the general support that Biden has has offered to the Jewish state. Um, on the other hand, he's facing a lot of these political crosswinds within the Democratic Party, and um, especially in a state like Michigan, where you have a, enough Arab American uh, voters there, enough anti-Israel voters. He's been trying and sending people in his administration to kind of pander to that that side of the party and trying to show some symbolic. Uh, measures that he's not fully support. You know, he's criticizing Bibi Netanyahu. He thinks Israel's gone too far, as he said last Thursday at that press conference in, in its military uh, mission. Um, like, the, the lot, I think you can read a lot of those comments as political posturing, ways to kind of throw out some some bones to the to the left wing base that has become increasingly dissatisfied of how he's been largely supportive of Israel in, in its uh, defense um, and its, its its war against Hamas. Look, he, he looks at the state of his party, and you do have this anti-war, anti-Israel faction that he's been trying to appease. And I, I think fundamentally he's kind of held the line, but they're doing things mostly symbolically, mostly rhetorically, that are trying to balance that coalition, but doing it in a way that makes you wonder where he actually stands on some of these core issues. 
Yeah, Josh, the United States and Israel have famously been allies in a bipartisan support in the United States and supporting Israel as a strong ally. Do you see the past few months as being a watershed in that relationship? Do you see it changing or do you see things balancing out again? Yeah, look, I think the fact that you have had that public support from the Biden White House at a time when you have outspoken factions on the far left within the party, uh, you know, criticizing it, even in the media, like the the, the degree to which, you know, it, there's sort of a, a, a moral backwardsness where, you know, the, the country that was attacked uh, by uh, the worst uh, attack against Jews uh, since the Holocaust uh, on October 7th, that somehow they were the, the villain in, in a lot of the, the narrative in certain outlets. I mean, that, the fact that you do look at the public opinion polls and you do look at where most Democrats have been, including the White House, I think it does show you the depth of support that, that Israel has in the American in the mind of the American public. But look, there there are kind of extremes out there. And, and these days, uh, you can see what's going on on Capitol Hill. The extremes tend to tend to have a lot more power than maybe their numbers suggest. So um, look, I think we're going to pay pretty close attention. Uh, you know, I think the big question is going ahead. What, what is what, what, what is the does the Biden administration change course? Do they uh, roll back at all any of their, their support that they've given to Israel so far? But so far, they've been saying a lot of things. They've been trying to send messages to certain communities. But generally, their policies have been pretty, pretty supportive overall. Uh, since the Robert Herr uh, report came out last week uh, saying that they were not going to charge President Biden with the mishandling of classified documents, and we all know that the um, pejorative language that's in that report has has brought a lot of reaction. As we move toward the election, and we are still several months away from it, how much do you think that is really going to factor in, in not just President Biden's re-election campaign, but uh, President Trump's re-election campaign, because they both have questions about their mental capabilities. Well, I, I think for Trump, his biggest vulnerability is the legal uh, cases against him, the indictments that are, that are down the pike. For Biden, it's his age and, and the fact that it's not just Republicans, but it's it's 80, almost 80 percent of Americans that have serious concerns about the president who's 81 years old, his ability to serve for the next four years. It's sort of a, a, a litmus or a sort, it's sort of a prerequisite to, to how people think about, uh, even if you're, if you're not ideological, you're just looking at two candidates and you don't think one is capable of serving for the next four years. That's shaping a lot of, a lot of the political dynamic right now. And uh, Biden, you know, those, those famous words in, the, in Robert Hur's uh, report that, that he's sort of a well-meaning elderly young man, but is losing a little bit of his mental acute, is losing his, 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 his focus and his memory. Uh, that's a damaging, damaging uh, perception, and it's the one that Biden himself is really shaped by not doing a whole lot of interviews, by not getting out there, by not doing the pregame show, uh, typical the, the, the typical pregame interview that most most presidents do right before the Super Bowl. So he hasn't helped himself by not getting out there, by not showing the American public that he is, you know, more vibrant, more focused as as his handlers and as his staff has been saying. Uh, so it, it's a real problem, and it's I think it's a driving force. Uh, for why Biden is struggling to to defeat Trump or lead Trump in, in many of these national public opinion polls. Josh Krausar, we appreciate your time. Thank you for talking with us this morning. Thanks. Take care. Uh, Josh Krausar is the editor-in-chief of the Jewish Insider, also a political analyst with Fox News Radio. Amy Marks Kors, Chris Ranji, and Did You See This is next on KMOX.